Hello, welcome to Dr. Skeleton's Art School, the series that is a podcast with movie series inside of it. This one's The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. Actually, that's the episode. That's not the series. The series is dudes posting their elves online, I believe. And it, the, 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 fi- the final concluding chapter, you got the series title. Nice. For the first time. That's a well, character arc, everybody. Welcome to The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies episode. Uh, for those who haven't caught on yet, this movie remains a uh, 2014 epic high fantasy <laughs> film directed by Peter Jackson. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 2014 feels a lot uh, more recent than 2012 for some reason. Like, 2014... Is two sound- years more recent, but... Well, I mean, I, I know, but my point is it feels more recent than the just the math would uh imply oh I really i would because th- i thought like, the opposite to me they seem equally you thought it was longer Come, you know, it was further s- back in the past no sentiment wise mm. 2014 and 2012 since we're talking about the sentiment of time apparently and not the not the reality of it we're about feelings here on dr uh, skeleton yeah the feeling is that it's quite they're pretty much equidistant for you have it pretty dialed purposes, in. <laughs> they're about equidistant from here. Because uh, to mm. me, time is uh, not a flat circle. It's sort of, uh, how would you say this? There's a bit of a logarithmic scale to it, maybe, uh, I guess, in that everything that's older than yesterday is 100 years older, or 100 years old. That's not how a logarithmic scale on, works, on, just you, to be you got clear. you goldfish mindset. In case somebody wants to uh, hire me as a data scientist, that's not, <laughs> I'm not that stupid. I know that's not how that scale works, but in my mind, this is how it kind of, all those things made sense in my mind. Okay. But okay. on the podcast, not if you're hiring me for a job. I can think better than that in real life. <laughs> I don't pay Ben enough uh, to, 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 to be on his A game on math here on the show. The... Uh, no, but I feel I feel well, we were in high school in 2012, and we were in college in 2014. I think is probably the why it feels a lot more recent because it's like a bigger chapter or another chapter for further, even though it's just two years. What seems more recent to you, uh, The Hobbit or True Detective season one? I mean, True Detective season one because it was 2015. Oh, it was. Yes. No, that can't be right. No, it, it wasn't. It was. No, it wasn't. I'm going to say it wasn't? it's... No, I think when you look you, it up, it I'm going to say 2014. it's 2014. I'm prepared to be... It's spring 2014. Because I did have a poster. Uh, we had just You're right, met. it was 2014. Yep. Wait, January 2014. So early. So it's actually older. Even older. Than The Hobbit. Damn. That's why I asked. Wow. I did think it was more recent, though. Probably because it extended further into the future. What Hobbit. do you mean? Well, because True oh, Detective Season the 3. Because well, <laughs> yes, they didn't have cell phones in The Hobbit, and there were some cell phones in True Detective eventually. Yeah. Um, what actually, seems that... newer to you, an episode of, of Broad City or 2001's Space Odyssey? <laughs> uh, 2001, dude. No cell phones, though. That's true. I actually that and that was even stupid of me because uh, I was gonna be like, "Is this so far in the future?" The t- date is right in the goddamn title. Come on, is that really the date? I've never seen that movie. 
Is that really the date that they go with? I think so. Really? This is what it's going to be like in the year 2001. <laughs> Little did they know that Dang. they would be adventuring on a different odyssey in September of 2001. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, okay, no, but True Detective Season 3 it was like just a few years ago or two, you know, like the start of True Detective and the end of The Hobbit kind of overlapped there. But that's why True Detective as a whole feels more recent to me than The Hobbit. But I, yeah, I got that mm. wrong. I got that wrong. Well, it was it was not wrong. It was a feeling question. That's true. That's it true. Feelings aren't wrong. Yeah, you can't be wrong about your feelings in this case, I guess. <laughs> or another, I don't know. I don't know. You could be wrong, I guess, if you have right. a disconnect, mentally disconnect between your feelings and your mind. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> That's um, definitely a thing, but uh, anyway. I just don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, we, but it's The Hobbit. We, we watched The Hobbit. The Hobbit, episode three, the yes. Battle of the Five Armies. Um, it followed up an unexpected journey, 2012, and the desolation of Smag, 2013. And also, I will add, approximately the first five minutes of this movie. Probably should have been the last five minutes of the other movie, in my opinion. God, dude, I don't have anything to say about this movie, really. It's uh, dog shit. Yeah, it's pretty boring. I don't like it. It's, it's disgraceful. M- kind of more Harry Potter stuff to me. I don't like that. Lots of sweeping shots. Everybody's kind of like dirty, but they're also wearing makeup, if that makes sense. The bad guys are way too shiny again. And there's even more <laughs> of them, and they're looking even more sh- shiny. I realized that that was... I was thinking about that this week. I think that's part of where I get the Harry Potter... Uh, connection in my head all the all the bad guys are too shiny all the goblin dudes the um who's shiny uh, in harry potter uh dumble um (laughs) dumbledore's too shiny (laughs) uh voldemort that guy two-headed guy he's too shiny yeah so what are you doing you You mean like wet what are you talking about yeah his face is his face is too shiny yeah it's too metallic it's too blue it's too plastic. Okay. And it really is too shiny. It face shines too much. A face should be dirty, covered in dirt if you're a bad guy. <laughs> if you're a bad guy, you should look like you just r- truly rolled around in the mud and you never washed your face <laughs> in a long time. <laughs> he looks like Okay. They look like theater actors to me. Where it's like, it's clear you've been washing yourself all day and then you came into work and somebody smothered you in dirt. But you should have been rolling. Let me revise what I said earlier. It looks like you should have been rolling around in dirt for your entire life. Not that it's dirt makeup. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, did you have the same thoughts about the Lord of the Rings movies? No, everybody looked pretty dirty. (laughs) Everybody looked... I'm I'm being serious about this. The, The orc guys especially... They looked, oh, sure. dir- they looked super dirty, ugly and dirty and weird features. They kind of look like they're wearing masks, which I like a lot more than. Because I think they are, yeah. Of yeah, where it's kind of the stuff is folding I see over what a you're little saying. But it's, but the orcs in like these movies are like you could just see their skin and it's like just looks kind of weird. Yeah, it's like the equivalent of a Jackson Pollock painting in that it's like, okay, let me, yeah, let me do another 
bad. Yeah, I'm gonna follow here. you down this road. Okay, you got a you've got a canvas. Your body's a canvas, and you're a clean. I've been saying this. A clean boy out of birth, and your body's a canvas. <laughs> and over time, you accumulate splatters of paint, which is dirt in this case, or weathering, <laughs> weathering. And a human body looks the way that it does because there's many layers of weathering over time. You've got old scars, new scars, old hair, new hair, old dirt, new dirt (laughs) of many different things. Some of it gets washed off because you've been in the water once or twice, but not all of it. And some stuff remains. And that's what a human looks like. (laughs) That's so true. But with with a... No, this is my issue... With uh, this is my very well thought issue that I'm not just making up on the spot with uh, visual effects. With the visual effects, there's not that like aging of uh, weathering process, weathering surface, surface stuff, stuff on the skin. What they do, let me tell you what they do technically. This is a technical description here. (laughs) What they do is they make the clean orc, you make a clean orc, Mm -hmm. and then they. Jackson Computer, Pollock it. Let me see a they, clean orc. <laughs> they they Jackson Pollock it and they throw on some dirt. But the effect that I easily see through is that you've had a clean orc who's had one round of weathering. But a real orc, a real human, in fact, they have a lifetime of weathering. I think that's actually a good description. I could I could really I think run you're, with. You're making a good point. I'm follow, I, I'm following yeah. you on this. That I'm you could do with you could do with a, a makeup department and a uh, and costumes and stuff. That there is a distressing and weathering process that has you know craftsmen mm. and masters of the trade it, it's doing kind of, on it. And then yeah, yeah, it's kind of like uh, people making. Here's another one: uh, forgeries. Because in my this is a just another description I've only ever come up with. Uh, acting is sort of a forgery of the of the hmm. spirit of the of the man as a forgery of the man but it's like a paper it's like a paper forgery where an expert or not even an expert but a not dumb person can you can kind of tell when something's a forgery or maybe not a forgery but you can kind of tell when this copy of the declaration of independence came from the uh the gift shop instead of (laughs) the actual declaration of independence because it's kind of shiny. It's got it's it's a piece of paper, and you've maybe well. Let me go back to the forgery part now. But uh, it's a piece of paper, and you've kind of made it look. You've kind of given it the silhouette, if you will. You've given it the silhouette of the real thing. But what you can't do by just creating a duplicate of a silhouette is all of the stuff that isn't. A silhouette meaning the layers you have to yes. if you want the real declaration but you got to start with the paper and the paper has to be it's got to be old it's got to be put some ink on it you gotta you gotta put the ink on. well yeah see if you make a forgery you get a piece of paper you put some ink on it you make the draw the writing look like the writing on the real thing and you're done but no if you want to do <laughs> a real forgery of the spirit a real thing make it look real you gotta date the paper you've gotta you gotta do what thomas jefferson did which is you you do a little spittle on the paper while you're talking (laughs) he's drooling because you have 
it all comes problems. back to it all comes back to time because you got to do spittle and then it's got to sit there and then later on Ben Franklin accidentally you know peed on it or something like that you know or somebody spilled their coffee Almost a little certainly, bit yeah spilled their coffee and oh now they're in a dusty room for some reason <laughs> now they've moved <laughs> to a dusty room and the dust starts to settle do you guys want to sign this over here in the dusty room and we'll have you other guys here in the coffee room and <laughs> the dust settles if you guys want to put any donuts on here yeah. and then there's more spittle there's more spit on it mm. i'm just saying spittle because that sounds better than spit but see there's a layer there's the timeline effect but a fool a fool theater uh makeup artist will just make the silhouette of of uh of dust and spit okay but in fact what you need is dust and time and spit and time. So all that and stuff that's is what I all think that stuff about. is present in Lord of the Rings. All that is there in Lord of the Rings. And yes. It's not in the Hobbit. Somehow it was. I don't yep. know how they did it, but yes, it was. And it's not in the Hobbit. And I think it comes from vi- visual effects, possibly. I think it comes from computers. I'm gonna say because it doesn't I, have I quite the effect thing. of time. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's that, yeah. You're probably right there. I feel like um, that could be a good, a good thing. Yeah, you're in art mode, dude. I'm. I, I could yeah, write. I something. agree. I just say a you little should. less you stupid, about, but I'm just getting the spittle. ideas out now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spittle. Your start. Your spittle Substack. Yeah. And, time. Yeah. Movies require uh, time, and so do mostly importantly. Well, it's a effects or pay, well, it's makeup. all an illusion, right? It's all an illusion, right? It's not that these mm-hmm. works actually exist and. Are are were covered in slime since birth, but uh, because but they did it, but, in the first movie. Well, yeah, but they're, it's not like it's not like they had somebody who get born in slime and then grow up to be no, thirty five and then film with them. But they were acted by real men, but by real people who, with who real slime. Did live real men with real slime, but real men who have had lives. I have been trying to say that our, we should change our name. Of the podcast to real men with real slime, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess they were. Yeah, they did. They did live with the slime, and each man for... there was once slimed out of his mom. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Let's talk about the movie. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't. I, I I really don't have a lot to say. Yeah, um, probably same because it's just, just bad. So let's it, just do yeah. it. Bilbo and the dwarves watch from the lonely mountain as the dragon smag sets Lake Town ablaze. I don't think I mentioned that last time. Lake Town, very lazy name as well. Uh, Bard, <laughs> another lazy name. Remember, I hate all these people for everyone who didn't pay attention last week. I don't like any of the Lake Town people. Do you know about you know this about Bard, that Luke Evans wants to play James Bond? Are you serious? Yeah. I think no he, way. Would be a, he would be a good James Bond to me. No. Why not? What's wrong not with him? What's wrong with him? B-list actor. He's that's what I talked about before. B. I'm not saying he's. Well, I just did say he's B-list actor. I don't know about that. I'm just saying he's got the vibe of a B-lister to me. No, I. Yeah, I, just, he I think he comes I, from I, B-town. I wanna, I'm gonna. I, I think this is. This is. This is from the iconography podcast. But I would. I would. I would. I. I would. Uh, what do you do when you're buying stocks? I would. Bu- I would buy on Luke Evans. You know, I would. I would put my money on Luke Evans. You're going long on. Luke. Going long on Luke Evans. Thank you. You're, and you're selling him. You're 
or you're shorting him or I'm something. S- staying clear. I mean, I guess I'd probably short him, but I'd probably just stay clear. I think uh, this, he's going to be a star. This kid's going to be a star. He's already in like several like A-list <laughs> blockbuster. Bar breaks out of prison and eventually kills Smag with the Black Arrow. Smag's- this is so stupid. This this whole thing. What happened to the fucking yeah. town launcher? I thought there was a a town launcher. Yeah, and instead um, he's his little son. There's yeah, and there's this like drama with the black arrow. Like he gets up on the tower and he's just like shooting his like normal arrows, and he's like, nothing's happening. Why? Yeah, um, but he keeps doing it. But he just anyway. keeps doing it until he runs out of arrows, and then suddenly his son arrives with the black arrow. Yeah, and his son who we've never really met. I mean, he's in just a background character, and then you're supposed to think that there's some relationship all of a sudden between him and his dad. Yeah, it's not good. And 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 then, but then, yeah, but then there is that, like he has his his bow breaks. Oh, but Smog <laughs> or Smag does taunt him, where he like, where he's like, he sees that his bow's broken and he's out of arrows or something, and he goes. What will you do now, Bow Man? Which I think is a <laughs> bad insult. <laughs> yeah, a bow, oh, bow ass. I, I did, I did watch for uh, Sherlock guy's uh, face in the dragon, and I can kind of see how you said they did this stuff on his face, but then maybe didn't use it. But I did realize that one of the weird things about the dragon is they have it talk like a human. I mean, not speaking English, which it does, but like the its mouth. It's got lips. How do you say it? It protracts into itself. Like I think if a dragon would oh. talk, it would be like a dog, and the it just goes <laughs> mouth just goes up and down and up and down. But this what dragon, they should have done like, is just put some peanut butter in a dragon's mouth and film it, and then du- dub over <laughs> it later, and then you get that realistic mouth movement. Yeah, but they uh, didn't do that. And so this dude is dragon's got lips. So if it says the word bowman, its lips go into its under its teeth. And then if it says yeah, please Peppa Pig, its lips go out, saying p p. Yeah, there is an extended marketing cross uh, functional campaign going on with uh, Peppa Pig and uh, the. <laughs> Battle of the Five Armies in the lead up to its release <laughs> that Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. was doing a lot of saying, Peppa Pig, please. <laughs> uh, yeah. Smag's falling body crushes the master of Lake Town, who, who cares? And his cronies, who also who cares, who are escaping on the but boat. But not with all of his cronies. Sadly, yeah. We do have to leave another who cares guy for the rest of the movie. And dude, uh, this who cares guy, this Alfred guy, he's on screen for like 50 minutes. Like he has so much screen time for some yeah. reason. It's totally inexplicable. And it leads up to absolutely nothing. Not even to use him as a absolutely stupid way nothing. to move the story along. It's just a it's pretty much exactly. just an isolated story of him. <laughs> totally. And in, and I I was watching this and I was is this supposed to be comic relief? And so I was like, yes, obviously it's supposed to be comic relief. But it's not funny or anything. It's just, he's just there on screen the entire movie, um, there to slow down an already slow ass plot, dude. It's not good. Yeah. 
Uh, Bard becomes the new leader of Lake Town and guides its people to seek refuge in the ruins of Dale. Thorin, having become possessive of the vast treasure in the mountain, searches obsessively for the Arkenstone. Like a little, uh, little hint for the future. Turns out to be a big nothing stone as well. Uh, which Bilbo had previously found but kept hidden. Upon hearing that Lake Town survivors have fled to Dale, he orders the entrance of the Lonely Mountain sealed off. This Ooh. whole, this this it it just feels like, I think it was about this time when I wrote this down. But it's, it it just feels like, and I don't know. I think part of it is probably like it's just a weird forced way to split up the story where you start the movie with like the climax of the previous movie where it you really feel like it should have been in the previous movie um and i don't get i can't really figure out why they split it up like this like i'm sure they have their reasons but maybe it's just like a runtime thing where this movie would just be too short otherwise mm-hmm. um but it feels like it's it's weird to ter- start a movie and then feel like you accidentally like came across it on TV halfway through a bad movie on cable. Cause that's what this whole movie feels like. But you're like, no, I saw the beginning of this and I saw all the other five movies that like have been led up to this. Why does this feel like, um, something I caught on Saturday afternoon on TNT or something like it's, uh, like none of the, like none of the characters have, any sort of compelling motivations or anything like no one's really doing anything for any reason. And it just feels and looks like just, yeah, exactly. Like a, a bad movie on cable for some reason. That was just the prevailing vibe I got. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Gladriel, Elrond and Saruman arrive at Dol Guldur and free Gandalf, sending him to safety with Radagast. Okay. I'll Which- ask <laughs> Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say that maybe I'm maybe the only scene in the movie that I thought was helpful towards the larger Middle Earth project was seeing Kate Blanchett be a badass and sort of reveal her power levels and stuff and um like kick Sar or Sauron's ass or whatever, at least temporarily. Mm. I thought that was you know, provided better context for like her presence in the Lord of the Rings movies where um, you get the idea that, yeah, she's powerful and stuff, but you don't really get that she's like on, you know, she's like the light version of Sauron basically Mm -hmm. until this movie. Yeah. I thought it was kind of a bizarre scene, but it was, yeah, exactly. Fun, fun, but also stupid at the same time to see uh christopher lee just have like an extended uh like ninja sequence basically and he was this was his last on-screen role before he died um (laughs) and so it is funny to see him just like (laughs) just they just put it like oh i will conveniently face away from the camera here uh and then i will be doing a bunch of uh (laughs) acrobatics (laughs) nice yeah Man, that's uh, very interesting. That's how he went out. Uh, okay. Yeah. Same with Ian Holm. Um, Who's that? Old Bilbo. It was his uh-huh. last on-screen role, too. That seems a little more befitting of an old man, though. 
Yes, that's true. But, yeah. <laughs> Other than the ninja scene. <laughs> uh, uh, and then Kate Blanchett turns into weird. I don't know. She does the weird thing where she turns all blue and stuff and is rolling around on the ground for some reason. I didn't really understand that, but. Yeah, they battle and defeat the Nazgul, and then they face a formless Sauron himself. Galadriel defeats him in a duel of wits. Is that what was going on? Yes, yeah, that was going on. Okay, <laughs> and banishes him and his forces to the east. Uh, dang, yeah, out, outwitted again and banished <laughs> to the east. Yeah, uh, they did a, uh, a yo mama insult battle, <laughs> and Galadriel sent him back from whence he came. Azog, marching on Erebor with his vast orc army, sends his son Bolg to Mount. G- <laughs> uh, I'm gonna need you to go to Mount Gundabad. Look where Jar Jar Binks lives. <laughs> uh, Bolg is sent to Mount Gundabad <laughs> to summon their second army. Legolas and Tariel witness the march of Bolg's army. Bolstered by orc berserkers and giant bats. Yeah, this movie is insane. Just, yeah, the, really the, these yeah. sentences are so funny. <laughs> I don't just saying like sending my son Bolg to Mount Gundabad. <laughs> yeah, is funny. But yeah, Deepfake Legolas is back, and uh, we're not. I would say ultimately not better. as weird as the second yeah. movie, but definitely still weird mm. um where it, it he's it's in an un, that uncanny valley where i cannot find any answers about <clears throat> what was going on with why he looks so weird but it looks like a like they deep faked legolas the yeah. entire movie uh thin thranduil not to be confused with all the t- thorin dudes for some reason not sure we had why we had to have another thir uh and an elf army arrive in Dale to reclaim a treasure once withheld from them by the Dwarf King Thror, which I believe not revealed until they do it, basically. Oh, why? yeah, why, why right. are you guys here? Of oh, diamonds, I guess. Yep. Diamonds. Which uh, is, bar- I think, not in, which isn't in the book. Okay. It's just like extra, yeah, extra unclear. Bard asks Thorin, and also they continue to do the thing where it's like, is is Thranduil a bad guy, or is he just a bad dad, or is he just a disagreeable person? Because they kind of yeah. walk it around like, uh, you know, they really give him the the, the kind of Nazi vibe in a way. I think they got him being a you know posh, uh, posh army general dude in his uh, uh, you know makeshift tent. That I don't know. It's all very. It's 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 weird. It doesn't. Uh, it's not the vibe that they give the other kings and stuff like that. And so it's hard to tell if it's building up to some uh, movie movie exclusive where the elves turn out to be like I don't know Nazis or something like that. Right. Um, that's just context you have to bring in yourself, I suppose, on that front. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's. And there's there are ways of making complex characters, right? Like where you're like, oh, is this an antagonist or, it like a, it, it, are you a good guy or bad guy or are you a little bit of both? Like, good characters will have elements of good and bad and stuff. But um, I think this is not an example where 
it's it's just it's hard to latch on to um anything going on with Thranduil or yes. and Thorin I would say I think they're kind of both in the same um but I mean you you you, uh, you you get the idea that Thorin is like a good guy but and it's something the way, the way that the movies play is sort of like <clears throat> so yeah so like the, this elf king guy this elf Thranduil guy is like it's he's shot like as an ally like the camera views him as an ally where they're they're like editing and directing decisions going into like frame it as an ally but like the things he's doing are like all bad um yeah. it's just it's, it's more confused rather than conflicted i think is what's going on with those two guys especially yeah. where their bad qualities and good qualities are not presented in like a compelling way but more confusing way yeah and i think uh part of it is like you said that it it, it's doesn't seem to me so much as like he's written as a character with uh different i don't know facets to him the good and the bad but that he's just kind of like confusingly framed uh and how that I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it just seems like it. It's it's not that he has like a deep character arc or anything like that. They just kind of make you confused about him as it's going along, and it never builds up to anything really. Yeah. Of any like the the conflicting sides of him, if that's what was intended, it doesn't build up to anything where it's like a hard decision that he has to come through on or or you know he's right. finally outed as a bad guy or finally outed as a a true ally or something like that it's just kind of confusing all the way along but yeah um i'm gonna try an analogy here but it's uh or a metaphor when your characters are one note you can't tell if they're a major or minor chord ever um, oh nice thank you nice that you just kind of play the one note and you're like i don't know what i'm supposed to be getting out of this there needs to be more context there needs to be more built on this but that's kind of what everybody in the movie is yeah and that they and they don't harmonize together oh yes nice. yes this is we're going full art mode all right uh the, yeah okay uh azog marching on erebor with his vast orc army sends his son bolg Oh, wait, did I already say this? No. Sends the sun gold to mount Gundabad to summon their second army. Legolas and Thariel witness the march of Bulg's army bolstered by orc berserkers and giant bats. Oh, yeah, I did say that, but it doesn't yep. ring because who cares? Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thand- Thandril and an elf army arrive in Dale to reclaim a treasure once withheld from them by the dwarf king Thror. Bard asks Thorin for the share of gold previously promised to the people of Lake Town, but Thorin refuses. So herein, I guess, establishes the motivations for the elf army and the man army, with the mm. lake, folks of Lake Town. And I am shocked this is what they came up with, which I, I mean, I don't know what I would do instead. Maybe just not make the movie, but that... uh everyone is fighting over the different treasures in the mountain now. And that's, it feels like the least compelling reason to have a movie and just a massive waste of time. Yeah. 
you're all here because you want there's like some stuff in there yeah except for the orcs who are just kind of there to be bad right (laughs) yeah which yeah i guess they have the most compelling reason because like sauron wants to kill everyone i guess is what that is but that it's not connected to that anyway like i don't know like the stakes are just uh not there anymore Mm -hmm. uh uh, gandalf arrives at dale to warn bard and thranduil of azog but thranduil dismisses him Bilbo sneaks the Arkenstone out of Erebor and hands it over to Thanduil and Bard so that they can trade it for the promised treasures and prevent a battle. And I guess you're supposed to just think that uh, uh, Bilbo does this to just, I don't know, he likes everybody, I guess. He wants to, he's the only one thinking clearly here. Thorin angrily refuses the proposal while Bilbo chides him for letting greed cloud uh, cloud his judgment thorin okay. let's yeah i, I want to talk about thorin here but well, what's going on with thorin here so i guess the explanation of thorin's madness in this movie is dragon sickness what they say and um they say it a couple times that like oh thorin's got dragon sickness and it's i mean it's it's obviously him being greedy about the treasure he doesn't want to give up any of the treasure because he thinks it's his he's like moping around all the gold and he's just like literally saying to himself like gold 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 i have gold um and if they they say dragon sickness and like whatever we we see that okay so that's what kind of what what smag was doing smag was obsessed with his treasure he was hoarding his wealth and he was sitting on it and he was obviously being very protecting of it. And there emerges, along with some some production decisions in this movie, there emerges uh, an implication that Thorin is turning into a dragon, that perhaps dragons are come from those who get dragon sickness <laughs> and turn into a <laughs> dragon. Because, um, I mean, I don't think, I don't think this is what is actually happening here but you i it's uh I, I mean i don't think that this is the intention of like we're trying to say this is where dragons come from but i think they're accidentally saying that especially when like thorn goes through more of this spiraling stuff and he starts like talking to bilbo and then they're and then they're kind of is this sort of a myopic focus on him and these the way that these are shot like we do this shot reverse that with him and Bilbo, and then it goes into just an isolate, like an ISO on Thorin, and they kind of slow down his speech and deepen it. And the, you're supposed to echo Smag's voice. You're like, oh, that kind of sounds like Smag, but like he's kind of like turning into Smag is the <laughs> idea of these clips um, and scenes, and it's just a weird when you when it's not clear there's not really get there's not much to latch onto anyway but but if someone keeps saying he's got dragon sickness and then he's like um he's clearly got this like connection to smag and he's like oh he's kind of turning into smag if not physically then um emotionally i don't know but uh it <laughs> but adding that physical um 
voice deepening and turning into smeg it just made me think that uh that's kind of what they're saying a little bit mm. that he's gonna turn into a scaly dude after a while mm. i was just not paying attention that much i mean i watched the whole call. thing but i was just okay he's messed up i'm sure this is gonna turn around gotta <laughs> wait it out like i'm yep. waiting out the end of this movie uh yeah uh thorn refuses the proposal bilbo chides him thorn nearly kills bilbo but is stopped by gandalf thorn's cousin dane arrives with his dwarf army and apparently thorn's sister's name is dis and his cousin's name is dane and so dane oh what's going on there huh very dumb uh, uh <laughs> and a battle of dwarves against elves and men ensues until Azog's army arrives. Which uh yeah. Sucks for the people who died in the first part of the battle. The first round. <laughs> I'll respect them all. It sucks for everybody who died in this battle, but yeah, it sucks to just you know, you just lose and then it's like five minutes later. Yeah, you Your get master dudes are just like never on mind. The same side. We're, we're good. Yeah, we're on the same side now. Yeah, yeah. Um, the forces of Dane, Thanduil, and Bard, along with Gandalf and Bilbo, immediately band together against the orcs. A second yeah, immediately band together. <laughs> yeah, like what was, I was all like, of I, that? I had no idea what was going about. on. It was so confusing. I was oh, they're not gonna fight each other now. Okay. A second front is opened when the orcs attack Dale, forcing Bard to withdraw his forces to defend the city. Which oh, is that what happened? Yeah, right. it's just fighting. I don't know. I like the big sound yeah. that the orcs had, the big uh, vuvuzela thing. The, is this where they had all the flags? We had like we want to. Well, we want to. Oh, we we should do a quick siege tech check in because. That was what was going on in the in the Lord of the Rings movies that we had these different sieges throughout, um, and we saw what the what the bad guys could bring to the table. And in the Hobbit here, we this is kind of our our one siege esque uh, mm-hmm. movie when they're attacking Dale, I guess. And they got trolls with catapults on their backs, which is that's a new yep. development. They got mobile catapults. How what do you feel about that? Uh I didn't like that. I thought it was funny when they had the troll uh, go headbutt the thing and then and like instantly die, perish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like a, I guess literally like a kamikaze. Yeah, troll. He put like basically. he put the he put the um the Packers cheese head hat on and yeah. then ran up against the wall and break it open, but then die. <laughs> <laughs> so the people would rush in after him. Yeah. Also, why can't he just step over it or, I don't know, punch it or do something else? It's the Lambo leap directly headfirst into a wall. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I thought that was dumb, I guess. But I I guess it was, like, a positive moment in the movie, I suppose. I appreciated that part more than um, the rest of it. I just couldn't Uh, couldn't tell what was going on. Who was fighting who? I mean, at some point you realize that everybody's fighting the orcs. But then the orcs break through, and you're like, "Wait, where is everybody else? Yeah, were they on the other side of the castle? I don't, I don't get it." Yeah, I think like the men are in. It doesn't matter. Yeah, 
And other other battle tech check ins. Um, let's see the so the dwarves like Dane rides a a pig or a hog or something, right? Like a boar probably would be what they say. Um, so instead of a horse, he rides a pig. That's uh something. And let's see what else. But he, yeah, he's got like hammer. We get we do get to see. Well, not we were we almost get to see some like cool dwarf combat. Which, there the the specter of dwarves looms large in Lord of the Rings, especially if they go through like Moria and stuff, and it's like, oh man, we missed out on the age of dwarves. Like it must have been, must have been something, you know. Um, and we get to see the inside of Erebor and stuff. But uh, it would have been cool to see. And I guess throughout the the other Hobbit movies, we get to see the cooperative fighting style of the company whatever but it you would really think that the battle of the five armies if you're going to do one whole goddamn movie about this one fight um you would spend some time really developing the different fighting styles or something or do, do some cool spectacle uh stuff with each of the the sides i guess right where you kind of see how the elves are all like um uh standing fascistly i suppose but uh the the dwarves like they kind of link up their shields in a cool way at one point yeah but then you kind of want it to be like uh did you ever see that is this what it was like the ghost in the shell uh live action <laughs> version with scarlett johansson i feel like there was like no. some cool some cool uh like micro machine type thing oh no i'm thinking of lucy or something the other scarlett johansson bad action movie that came out in that era but there were some cool like uh, micro machines or nano machines like linking together and like sweeping through and finding stuff. I don't know. It looked cool. And that's kind of what I wanted from the dwarves to sort of like link up and become like a one large weapon or something like with their bodies and stuff. And that's kind of like the extension of what I was thinking of when mm-hmm. I was watching like the cooperative fighting throughout the rest of the movies. Because the whole thing is like, oh, they kind of have like this hive mind thing going on that they're really really powerful like together but really all you get is they like stack their shields and then it's just like the they just go into i i I guess lazy or at least conventional traditional um war movie fantasy war movie coverage where you just kind of see like a bunch of extras filling the screen and then you're kind of pointing at like one dude like one uh of your heroes who just kind of is working on, you know, a number of bad guys by himself. And you just do that over and over again. Um, so that was disappointing to me. Uh, okay. I don't even know where we are. Uh, so, who cares? Inside Erebor, Thorin suffers traumatic hallucinations before regarding his sanity and leading his company to join the battle. He rides with Dwalin, Philly, and Kili to kill Azog. Bilbo follows them using his magic ring to move through the combat unseen. Meanwhile, Tariel and Legolas arrive to warn the dwarves of Bolg's arrival. Yeah, they because uh, they saw that they saw those those war bats, and uh, hmm. they see these war bats, and then Legolas says, "These bats are bred for one purpose." And Tariel says, "What's that?" And Legolas says, "For war." <laughs> And that's the scene. <laughs> nice. 
Uh, meanwhile, yeah, yeah, okay, they arrive. Azog kills Philly and Bilbo and the other dwarves are forced to watch. Bolg overpowers Tariel and then kills Killy, who had come to her aid. Legolas battles Bolg and eventually kills him. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, some, some there's some... Some animators had some fun throughout this thing. It was just like oh, yeah. pure cartoon. Orlando Bloom walking on air, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, as all these movies seem to f- end with, uh, yeah, the great the great eagles show up. Uh, they arrive yeah. with Radagast and Bayorn, and the orcs are finally defeated. Yeah. Okay. In the cool. in in the book, I talk about talk about my book here, but the illustrated copy that I had. There is this glorious illustration of Bayorn fighting um, the uh, the orcs in here, and it is really, really magnificent and interesting. And it's so disappointing to see the way that they do it in this movie. We're sort of like, oh, remember that like that one guy from the other movie? He shows up, and he, there's like a bear here, and they kind of pay no attention to him. In the in this illustration, in in this illustration. He's in bear mode, and he is like, uh, like I said before, he is like, he is, uh, like he's literally the size of like those elephants from Return of the King, mm. but he's a bear, and and he's just like he's bigger than anything else in the battlefield. He's just this complete monster, and uh, is uh, you know, presumably just absolutely tearing up some door or some some orcs, and. It's I don't know, it it doesn't hit as hard when it's just like kind of a lame little bear guy. And you're like, oh, I remember him. Here he yeah. is. Yeah. Like, who cares about Bayorn then? It would be sick if he just showed up and was like suddenly bigger, like as big as the t- city or something. You know? Yeah. I didn't even realize he was in this until I read this. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Don't even remember that. I remember uh, Radagast dude flying in on the uh, eagles or whatever. Okay, whatever. I guess it's over. Eagles are here. Uh, I thought Bil- Radagast was gonna die in this because he's not in the Lord of the Rings movies. Like, I I know he's in the book, I guess, so you can't really kill him. But it's it's just weird. Radagast died on his way on his way home, <laughs> <laughs> way back to his home planet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Thorin engages Azog in a duel and kills him, but is fatally wounded in the process. Bilbo makes peace with the dying Thorin while Tariel mourns Kili. Uh, with uh, Thandruel acknowledging their love. Thandruel advises Legolas to seek out a Dunedin ranger in the north who goes by the name Strider. So stupid. Thorin is buried with the Arkenstone along with Kili and Philly and Dane. Dane is crown king. Didn't even realize that. Did okay. not realize that. Nice, dude. <laughs> Love for somebody to show up in the last 15 minutes of the movie and then... Who's this guy? Oh, yeah, I guess oh, he's, he's king. king. He's going to be the king now. Cool. Where, where like, the... I mean, I guess you ha- would have to do that in the book, but, like, it should have been Balin who becomes king, right? Like, the the old dwarf who is, like, the only... Who, who is, like, tells Bilbo, like, it'd probably be best if Thorin doesn't find that stone and is, like... yeah. The kindly smart one be like it would make sense for maybe we could, we could do a not bloodline thing but no it's just this other guy who has cg hair yeah um he gets to be king now uh 
Yeah, I guess I was I re- I I was wondering I asked Zoe how much you want to bet Ben doesn't know who uh Thranduil is talking about the uh stri- the the ranger in the north. <laughs> uh no, I did know okay, who was nice. being referenced. It'd be It's hard to miss. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was like, wait, but this doesn't happen in the other thing, right? They're just put into a group together. So it's not um, like Legolas went and sought him out, right? They just I guess show- it's not really fleshed out, is it? Where, like, do we know? I guess the implication is sort of like everybody meets there for the first time, but I guess it's, but everybody also kind of knows who everybody else is a little bit already. Well, no, no, okay. Remember that, okay, I remember this in the in the fellowship during the council thing, like, Boromir is, like, um, talking shit to Aragorn, and then Legolas says, like, uh... Don't you know who you're talking to? This is this this is the king. This is he is this is the uh freaking heir of Gondor or whatever. And Aragorn's like, Legolas, stop. Don't worry about it. And so I guess I guess you do kind of get the idea that they know each other because he refers yeah, but to is it, it by name. Okay. So Thandril's just saying, Oh yeah, when I say seek him out, you just, meet this guy. Just go go meet this. Go have literally go have like lunch. Introduce with this yourself. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. set you up with this uh, ranger. Yeah. From the also, north. no, no, no real mean behind it is described no. either. No, exactly. It's just to, it's just to make a connection you might for do this. this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thorin is buried with the Arkenstone, along with Kili and Philly, and Dane is crowned king. As Thorin's company settles back into Erebor, and Dale begins to recover with Bard as the leader. Who cares? Bilbo bids farewell to the company's (laughs) remaining members and journeys home to the Shire with Gandalf. As the two part ways on the outskirts of the Shire, Gandalf admits his knowledge of Bilbo's ring and warns him of it, although Bilbo assures him that he had lost the ring. Bilbo's uh, end of movie return to home fit is out of control. He's like wearing these this strange robe <laughs> and it looks so yeah. dumb. Me coming back from my first time in China back to the US just wearing <laughs> wearing a tang suit. <laughs> Insisting Yo, it's on so speaking cool Chinese there. to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. For forever referring <laughs> in 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 bag end, he's always like when I studied abroad in Erebor, yeah, um, always dropping <laughs> in Dale or as they say there, Dale, getting yeah. getting caught by uh called out by uh Don uh what's the YouTube di- the YouTube uh, stolen valor guy uh as Bilbo keeps walking around airports in his uh. His <laughs> dwarf fatigues trying to be able to board in the first first boarding group. <laughs> yeah. Yes, nice. Except in this case, uh it's uh he, he doesn't want to admit that he was in the army and he treats it as if he was part of like uh the CIA or Blackwater or something. Uh, they're like like wait, who did you say? Yeah, I was with? in the company. Oh, d- I was don't in the worry. company. Don't worry about it. It's just a friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doing a lot of door door kicking. Let's just say I'll leave it at some you know some, some uh what whatever. I I feel I'm remembering whatever uh 
remember uh chaz slash chop last year uh, uh yes oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like the i don't know there's some 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 dudes who are very excited to do a lot of uh military role playing um, yeah <laughs> and uh would go on podcasts and uh took a lot of pleasure in uh being like well i can't really talk about like my background but let's just say uh i was a uh, yeah i was in the middle east doing a lot of uh you know door kicking i'll sit, i'll leave it at that <laughs> okay yeah that's cool man uh bilbo returns to bag end to find his belongings being auctioned off because he was presumed uh dead and yeah so someone says hobbits have no you know they're they're very much uh i guess you would say nationalists kind of like they don't this happens in lord of the rings too right like don't care or notice that you know whatever there's a darkness overtaking the land it's just always you know it's shire the sad sad troops show show back up to to bag in to found that they're uh their wives have, you know, new boyfriends and uh, they've lost their home and everyone spits on them as Doesn't they look walk down them. the road. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Well, I mean, he meets this guy and he's like, Bilbo Baggins, but you're presumed dead. And Bilbo goes, I am not dead, presumed or otherwise. And he, he is presumed dead that's, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man like that not yeah not, not your cleverest also, line there bilbo but then they're like well how can you prove that you're bilbo i was like wait i thought bilbo i thought you were explaining to me bilbo's like top dude in the town yeah it's stupid how did they forget what he looked like and he needed he produces it's this whole this is so stupid but he like he produces the contract that uh he signed to when he when he joined the company um, yeah. and I guess that's proof of <laughs> proof of identification. Yeah. Um, and with with this comically enormous like scroll that pops out and stuff, and uh, it says, "I guess I wrote the words Bilbo Baggins on this." And uh, the 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 auctioneer is like, "But who is who is this person you pledged your service to?" And then very solemnly, Bilbo like looks back at him and he says, "A friend." <laughs> I don't know. So dumb. Yeah. Uh, dumb. He stops the sale and starts tidying up his home, revealing he still possesses the ring. Sixty years later, Bilbo receives a visit from Gandalf on his one hundred and eleventh birthday. Yeah, it ends with. I I guess I thought this was a little. I thought it was kind of. I don't know. I don't know. I, I was it's, okay it's with cool. This, yeah. yeah, it's cool to see the the same scene from the very beginning of Fellowship of the Ring, but with different coverage, right? Like you see um, it from Bilbo's perspective rather than outside the house. Like that. That was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think they used like the original audio from the first movie too. That was that was cool that they got the same lines and stuff. Um, yeah, and so ends the Hobbit. <laughs> the Battle of the Five Armies. Yeah. Let me uh, ask you a question. Let me ask you a little uh, reading comprehension question. Okay. Can you name the five armies? That's a great question. <laughs> um, Who so are? There's a difference between the book and the movie, but let me see if I can go through them. So we've got, we've got the armies are dwarves, 
in the mm-hmm. movie, let's say we've got dwarves, elves, men of Dale or Erebor, or the men of Lake Town. Men of Lake Town, yeah. Lake Town. Um, that's three. And we've got Orc Army One and Orc Army Two. What? Uh, those count yes. as two? Yep. We've got we've got Azog's army and we've got Bolg's army. Those are the two re- final armies. And really? then we get the Eagles showing up. So that's the sixth army of the Battle of the Far Five Army armies mm. going on. Um, in the books, the arm the armies are dwarves, elves, men, orcs, and wargs. What are wargs? The wolves, the wolves that uh, the orcs ride. Oh, so they're fighting against each other too? No, the the orcs and the wargs are on the same. What that side. doesn't make any sense. You don't call the count, but you don't count the the horses for the men. No, but I mean the I mean that's how you that I'm that's how I explained who the wargs are, but there is like a separate, the, I don't know, they were a separate faction. Oh. Or, I don't know. They were, they came in and had their own contingent, I suppose. There's a bunch of wargs on their own fighting as well. Interesting. Just, yeah. Five extremely imbalanced in terms of notability armies. And then eagles as well. So there's always the sixth army. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, very dumb. Yeah, very like, okay, dumb. Yeah, we got the, uh, the dwarves and the elves and you you kind of care about those and then you got a little b team of uh not of, uh, men. not any fighters they're not soldiers in any they're just the town nearby town nearby and you've also got uh whatever we got some orcs who are might as well just be the same army i guess as far as i'm concerned i don't yep. see the difference so yeah okay cool yeah um and also yes yeah, since we're on the orcs and the orc armies uh, they kind of they they really leaned in in this movie to making. I mean, this was obviously here in Return of the King, but a lot of the uh, like the trolls, especially making them like disabled and stuff. Um, I think it was a nasty theme. In this Wait, one. they did that. Wait, how they? Huh? Oh, uh, I know like what the you're character talking about. designs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I see what you're yeah. saying by that. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, not good. Yeah, they made like the different troll type dudes show up, and they all all they had some sort of, um, I don't know, say like deformity or something, that uh, just to like add to their, I don't know. You're supposed to you're supposed to read it as like a make it make it even more grotesque, unappealing and grotesque. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's cool when that only shows up on the. On that side of things, and yeah, and you get the you get Azog, um, being a, an amputee as well. I don't know. Yeah, but they yeah they leaned heavily into it in this movie. Um, whereas I don't know, I'm sure you find that throughout the rest of the movies too. But in Return of the King, there was just kind of the one orc leader guy. Mm. Um, it was like that. Not cool. Uh, well, yeah, dude. That's know. about it. it Do you have any sucks. closing? I mean, I would say my my wrap up is that at the end of the Lord of the Rings, I said I'd probably watch these movies again, and I would say for these ones, I probably will not watch these movies again. Yeah, I will not be watching these movies again. Um, and it's, I am glad that I I rewatched Lord of the Rings recently, and that they did they did absolutely hold up. Um, I think that. Uh, I don't know. I get I get it very down when I watch a bad movie. I don't know. I it affects me probably more than it should. But it's a really disgraceful follow up. Um, 
and I guess unfortunate maybe is the is the word because it's like you you made something so good in Lord of the Rings, and I'm thrilled it holds up. And this being the follow up is just it sucks, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that 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 you went from Return of the King, and then this Battle of the Far- Five Armies is supposed to be the equivalent in this series. It's mm. just, I don't know. It's it, it's it, it's a uh, disgraceful. What do you think? How? What are your closing thoughts? I mean, I just was bored by the end of it. Pretty much, I don't know what else to say other than not not gonna watch them again. Yeah. There's, uh, like I was talking to Dana about these, and she's a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Um, and uh, she mentioned like, well, the Hobbit movies are just not going to be as good because the book isn't as good. And I think that that's true that, um, you probably, I don't know. I think there, I I do think that there's probably a way of making a good movie out of the Hobbit. Um, I think that, but they took the same, they tried to do the same approach. They tried to Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit and, uh, it clearly failed. But I think that there's, uh, production elements and, philosophical approaches that are causing the hobbit movies to be significantly worse than the lord of the rings movies like i think that um i think just like you know how how the landscape changed between the lord of the rings trilogy and then the hobbit trilogy i think necessarily or at least i don't know it just speaks to how yeah the landscape shifted over time that like i don't know if you could produce the lord of the ring or the the hobbit in a um compelling way because of because the lord of the rings came out in a weird way mm-hmm. i don't know there's a i think there is a good way i think there is a good way to do the hobbit in a movie um and i think that this definitely wasn't it um and i think that that's because they were pushed to make it you know three movies and blah 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 and uh yeah it's, it's not good Here's to three more. <laughs> and that that concludes our dudes posting their elves online series. That's all of the movies in the Middle Earth um, franchise, I suppose. And uh, we can remind everybody that on patreon.com slash Dr. Skeleton, you can get access to the complete series because we split our discussions of the Lord of the Rings movies into two parts. And then those are worth checking out, I would say, because we really, we dig deep. Have have a good time over there. Um, what's our runtime at? Can we do? I have I have another I have a quick segment idea that I wanted okay. to do with you. If you're available. We have to uh, eventually. We have to talk about what what to watch next. Whatever you want to do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe we can we can, well, let's tease that over on let's let's talk about that on Patreon.com. Okay. Slash Doctor Skeleton for a, we'll do our second our second uh, episode, but. The segment I wanted to do with you is uh, it's, mo- it's still movies, we're still, we're st- still st- still in the movie world, but um, we're recording this on uh, April twenty fifth, Sunday, April twenty fifth, and tonight, Ben, is the Oscars. You know that? Oh no, I had no idea. Yeah, um, I think maybe not. I don't know, but I know last year we uh, we 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 did a, we did an Oscar check in. Uh, to see if we knew any of the stuff that was up, and I want to briefly 
briefly do that with you here. Mm. So 2021 Oscars. Um, let's talk about, let's see. Let's see what's up for best picture. And we'll do best picture actors and actresses. All right. So the nominees for best picture this year are The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Have you oh, heard of these? Do you know about these? I've heard of none except for Nomadland, which I have seen. Nice. That was Shelley's mom wanted us to watch that one. Yeah. What did you think of it? Yeah, it was pretty good. I do. I didn't I, think it was good as, as good as the the writer, mm-hmm. which Shelly's mom really wanted us to watch the writer and then to watch this one. And I told her I'm not going to watch the next the the director's next movie. I understand they want to support uh they want to support Chinese Americans. I'm not going to watch the Marvel whatever it's called Marvel movie that she's <laughs> that she's doing yeah. next. Chloe was doing a it was pretty good Marvel movie. Yeah, I did think the writer was was better i wouldn't watch nomad land again i would maybe watch the writer again okay i do i i do want to see both of these movies very much i do like francis mcdormand so i had not heard of the the father but i'm getting the idea that it is a uh it's another yorgos lanthimos movie who did like the lobster and um mm. the killing of a sacred deer yeah uh and then the favorite so but and i did watch judas and the black messiah i thought that was good uh, watched half of Mank, didn't care about it. Um, Minari, I heard is really good, and I and I want to and I do want to hear that or see that. Uh, I have seen Sound of Metal, that's excellent. Uh, it's really good, I would say. And Trial of Chicago Seven, heard about it, do not want to watch it. It's that Aaron Sorkin take on the Trial of the Chicago Seven. No mm. thanks. Uh, all right, actors and actresses. Actor in a leading role, Riz Ahmed in Sound of Metal. I've, I've heard of that. I've seen him, and he's great in it. Chadwick Boseman in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. He's, uh, I wonder if, I think that he plays like, he plays a, does he play Miles Davis, perhaps? He plays, he's, he's, he, he plays Trump, Trump a guy. But um, I wonder if he's going to get the Oh, this is the superhero guy who died. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I see. If he'll get a posthumous award here. We've got Anthony Hopkins as presumably the titular father in The Father. Oh, He's I've seen... Son. Is he? No, I don't, I don't know. I think I've seen a trailer for this now that I think about it. Um, Gary Oldman for Mank and Steven Yeun in Minari. It's, it's all oh, a I buzz. I know who Steven Yeun is. Yeah. Actually, I do know. I was looking at... I do know. I don't know. I have the list up now. I know who all four final people are. I don't know who Riz Ahmed is, though. Let's see. What would you know Riz Ahmed in? Um, he's in the night. I of... just looked at his picture. I don't think I know this guy. You don't know him? Okay. Oh, he's. But you saw uh, uh, Nightcrawler, right? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh yeah. He's he's the 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 assistant he brings on. I don't remember that. Oh okay. That's a great movie. All right. Um, wait. Oh, so something interesting is going on in the supporting role is that uh, I didn't really want to necessarily do the supporting roles, but uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, we've got, we've, we've got the two titular Judas and Black Messiah roles both in supporting roles, I guess. Like the two lead, lead characters 
in that movie are both supporting roles. And, and that this seems interesting. I think usually you would do, you would p- just pick one of them to be the lead, but I guess it would be hard to pick if you're doing, if you're saying Fred Hampton is the lead or the supporting role. I don't know. But yeah, Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield are both up against each other for that. Anyway, so actresses, let's talk about them. This is where we failed last year. <laughs> we did not know any of the actresses or their movies. Um, and we vowed to do better. So we have Viola Davis in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I know who that is, I think. Yeah. Uh, Andrew oh, no, Day. I, I just looked at her picture. I don't know who this is. Never mind. You don't know Viola Davis? I definitely heard that name, but I'm looking at her picture. Never seen this person before. Okay. Um, she's very famous. Uh, I've def- I, I, I know Viola know Davis. the name, but I, I don't think I've ever seen her before. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually... That's a good point. I wonder what movie I've actually seen her in, but I I do know her. Oh, I've seen Doubt and Prisoners. Um, yeah. Okay. So I guess I have seen movies with her in it. Uh, and we have Andra Day in the United States versus Billie Holiday. I do not know Mm-mm. who she is. Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman. I have seen that movie, and I do know who Vanessa Kirby is. Um, I know her I have from. No idea who this is. Hold on. Yes, you do. Isn't she in James Bond? Uh, no, she's in Mission Impossible. Yeah. That's where I know her from. I know the James Bond character. No way. Never heard of any of these movies that she's in. Oh, Fast and the Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. I've not yes. seen that movie, but I have heard of that one. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard of Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah, true. You know Sorry. about that. I skipped that one. Um, yeah, true. Anyway, no, I've never seen this person. The Imitation Game. Who's she in that? Anyway. Uh... Yeah, she's good in that. She is she is good in that. Uh we've got Frances McDormand in Nomad Land. We know about her. We know yeah, about I didn't that. See that. And Carrie Mulligan in Promising Young Woman. I know about her and I know about that. I've not seen that movie, but it's we're gonna watch it this week. I don't know that movie, but she's definitely in like uh Darth uh Darth <laughs> Dark Knight, right? She's Darth Vader. No. She's the dark <laughs> she's in the Dark Knight? No. The Dark Knight Rises? No. I can't be right. She's in Drive. She's the She's in. Oh yeah, okay, sure. She's a drive lady. Wait, let me see this. She's. I think she's in the. I think she's in. No. What did I say? Dark Knight. Dark Knight Rises. Dark, Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Uh. Oh, she's in. Okay. No, she's similar. Not. Wall Street Money Never Sleeps. <laughs> the Great Gatsby. Okay, I haven't seen that, but I can imagine. Yeah, she's Daisy. Yeah. Yeah, she's cool. I like her. She's, oh, she's in. Yeah. Okay. Drive. drive. I feel like. I thought she's in Star or uh, Dark. Uh, are you just think? Are you thinking of um, Maggie Gyllenhaal? Do you think she plays Rachel, like the main? Oh, lady. That makes sense. Cause I was gonna say I think she's in, <laughs> she's in Donnie Darko too, right? <laughs> yeah, I, guess I, can, I think kind of look the same. Yeah, that is. Yeah, you're right. You are thinking oh, of uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. I thought these were the same people. I thought this was the same person that was in Drive. Yeah, interesting. It's, it's very progressive of you not being able to tell white women apart. <laughs> <laughs> She's in, uh, she is related to Jake Gyllenhaal, correct? Yes. Okay. They are siblings. Do you know that there are like a hundred Skarsgårds and they're all actors and they're, they're taking over cinema, but they just, they, there's a new Skarsgård that just dropped. Who's apparently going to be in some stuff. Who's that? Who I don't know who that is. What's that? 
Like there's Peter Skarsgård, Stellan Skarsgård, Alexander Skarsgård. There's good, there's a new Skarsgård, the one that just dropped. I'm not sure. I've but like it's a family of, you know, oh, Stellan Oh, look at this though. I go to that guy's page, Peter Skarsgård. Attending the European premiere of The Dark Knight. So I was you possibly got me. right all along. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. No, but he? there's... Oh, never mind. There, He's like the Stellan Skarsgård. There's, there's Bill Skarsgård, Gustav Skarsgård, Walter Skarsgård, Aya Skarsgård, Sam Skarsgård, Stellan Skarsgård. They're all actors, this family, and they're everywhere. Nah, I never heard of them. Yeah. Well... But still, you know Stellan, Stellan Skarsgård. He's he's very no, famous. Never come heard on, of that. not even Joe. Never heard of that person ever. Look him up though; you'll recognize him. Stellan, Stellan, S T E L L A N, Skarsgård. <laughs> I don't even need to spell Skarsgård. He's in Goodwill Hunting. No, nah, I never seen this guy. Oh yeah, come yeah. On. Never mind. He's in a bunch of Swedish movies. <laughs> come the fuck on, dude. You know him from all the Swedish movies. <laughs> oh yeah, he's in like a. Uh, uh, girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh yeah, gotcha. Okay, yes, that's fair. Okay, um, let's wrap it up. That was our Oscars check-in. Disappointing because oh, I that guess that's all they have. What else do you want to hear? They've, I don't know. They that's more. all they have in the Oscars. Those are the only people. Well, that we've got actresses in supporting roles. But those are the only movies too. No, we've got a lot of movies. I guess. What are the other oh. movies? <laughs> oh, those. Sorry, those are just the best picture movies. Yeah, I talk about the best picture movies. I mean, how do you get other movies in? If you're not a best picture, then what do you get in for? Um, you could get in for... Oh, costume I mean, you get a bunch design. of technical stuff. Yeah. You could do animated feature films, cinematography, costume design. Let me see if I've heard of these. Directing. Well, Pinocchio. Film editing. I've never seen... Oh, that's a Makeup real and hairstyling. Stupid. Hillbilly <laughs> Elegy is, is nominated for makeup and hairstyling. Oh. Interesting. Um, oh, te- uh, Tenant. Original score. I've seen Tenant. That's you saw one. that. Oh, I saw part of Mulan. I didn't really want to watch the whole thing, but Shelley watched the whole thing. Uh, yeah. Sound visual effects. I hadn't. I guess I saw Tenant for v- VFX. I don't know what the other ones. Oh, Soul. I saw this. I saw that movie. That's you watched Soul. Movie. Yeah, Shelley's mom wanted to watch that one too. I'm. I mostly watch movies on. On. Her request, I guess, or the ones yeah, that you Yeah, sounds like she to. has extremely good taste. <laughs> uh, get on the Shelley's mom watch list. Yes, people. No, I never heard of any of these other ones. Why I the present the letter room feeling through? Do not what the heck. Never heard of these things. My <laughs> octopus teacher. What the heck is that? Oh, that was like the one that that was kind of like a one that blew up on on Twitter and stuff because. Uh-huh. People were being creepy about it. Oh, people really? were like, "This guy wants to fuck an octopus," and people were like, "I thought that's called the shape about? of water." <laughs> Isn't that the movie that everybody says? Oh, so you, the guy wants to do the fish. Yeah, well, but a different movie. Different movie. Was that this year or last year? That was year like before? that was that was a few years ago. Yeah. So they made another movie where they got. It's a documentary, and it's not. It's not in the. I don't think it's actually oh, a movie. It's a it's a, it's a, oh, the documentary about a guy who is i guess is friends with this octopus but everybody's like he wants to have sex with it and i don't think that is the case i think people are just being stupid online oh i have heard Um, of this movie better days best international feature film from hong kong that's like a romance thing i think gotcha shawn of the sheep oh never mind i have heard of that (laughs) shawn of the sheep farmageddon have you seen this one 
I'm not seeing Shaun of the Sheep Farmageddon, no. Animated, best animated feature film. No, I don't watch Baby Well, that seems to be the movie, that seems to be the one I've known the most to so far, I think. Shaun of the Sheep and Soul. Farmageddon. Farmageddon. (laughs) You you saw Farmageddon? Uh, No, I didn't see that one. Sorry, I just know of it. Oh, Borat. (laughs) Borat movie. I saw that one. That's best adapted screenplay. Doesn't that mean it comes from a book? That came from a book? What the heck? Who wrote Borat 2? The book. <laughs> oh, it says screenplay by Sasha Baron Cohen, story by Baron Cohen, based on the character by Baron Cohen. Oh, interesting. interesting. Yeah. All right. We got to end. We got to end okay, sorry. looking at this webpage. Uh, catch us over at patreon.com slash Dr. Skeleton. Thanks for listening. Bye.